We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. So the LA Rams will be the number two seed. They finish 13 and 3, a 13 win season for the third time in franchise history. I've been dreaming this my whole life. This don't have you. It's time to put in the work. Every man go dominate. Offense, defense, special teams. Let's go. What are we talking about? Greg Zerline sends the Rams to the Super Bowl. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Paul, my co-host, my partner in crime, former Los Angeles Rams defensive back Michael Stewart. It's a little bit late for us. We want to make sure we got hey, a what's podcast going on? out. Just ready to jump in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike came motivated. It's like <laughs> doing the full intro, and bam, got me. I'm doing good, Mike. 
I'm doing good. It's a it's a weird thing still. I'm losing track of days. It's a Monday, and I don't know usually if it's a Saturday or Sunday at this point. But I'm a, I'm actually working just as much as I normally would on a normal work day. I'm also out in the yard trying to make my homestead look pretty. And other than that, just just waiting this thing out, doing the best we can to not get bored and not get comfortable either. I'm ready to go back and do some actual work in my school. How are you doing? Hey, man, I echo and ditto everything that you're talking about, man. Just trying to stay smooth in the transition and and uh, not let certain things get away. You know, you're, you're, you're somewhat at home and you're trying to, you know, teach, but you're still trying to be, you know, husband, dad. And, you know, as you say, little honeydew list here and there. And so just trying to keep it rolling and 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 keep things uh, on schedule and on track, but man, it's good to hear from you. And man, I'm I'm motivated to uh, talk about our L L A Rams. Well, and I want to, but you know, there's a story you were just telling me. I think it's rather entertaining because you've been up quite a while today. Speaking of things you have to do at home, <laughs> apparently yeah. you decided to play the role of Tom from the show Tom and Jerry. What's up? A little <laughs> mouse hunting today. Exactly, man. You know, our dog was kind of, you know, going off this morning. We're like, what in the world? But uh, we've known we had this little mouse, you know, number of us, you know, in the family have seen it scurrying here and scurrying there. And so, uh, but this morning it was just like, okay, let's, let's try to find this little friend. And so we somewhat found it, almost caught it, you know. And so, uh, you know, had to do some things to close up some, some entryways and exit ways and those type of things but uh yeah it's been an interesting or- ordeal for for a little friend of ours and you haven't caught him quite yet right well we don't think so but uh we haven't seen you know the dog has settled down uh, he's still on guard pretty much uh, all day today uh in this one particular spot and by the time we got behind washers and dryers and it was like well not here so uh uh, we figure we'll know a little bit later, you know, later this morning, you know, if he's up ranting raving, well, we know like, ah, you know, our bait traps haven't worked yet. Yeah, bait traps. I'm hoping to catch him, though. Hoping to catch him. But uh, if you don't, I guess we'll find out at 4, 3 in the morning. <laughs> exactly. Guess we'll find out. So, <laughs> moving on here. Well, you dream of catching mice. We are sponsored by Jim Hawkins, McCall with team. Okay. And we also remind you that we are available anywhere. Podcasts can be found, including Spotify, Spreaker, Apple music. That's the big one. iHeartRadio, all those places. And for iHeartRadio, they have been great in terms of providing numbers back. Same for Spreaker, Spotify, but the bread and butter for all podcasting has been for a long time, Apple Music, and that's where our contest has been ongoing since, I think, I don't know, since Mike was playing, I guess. I mean, we're trying to get 200 five-star reviews, so if you could, head over to Apple Music, get a screenshot. If you leave in a five-star review, it has to be written. You just can't click in five dots because I still won't know who gave the review. So, your screenshot of it, email it to us. And you're entered in, and once we get that 200 five-star reviews, we'll go ahead and get you a jersey. And hopefully, these uh, these new jerseys are decent because I've lost a little bit, bu- little bit of hope and faith right now. This thing's going to wind up being all right after we see what we got for the the logo. So I guess we can hope. 
Email us, let's get a ransom 1945 at gmail.com, and we'll get you in there. All right, so the old decade team came out. And uh, I'll give you three guesses to say who the two Rams were that got in there. Who do you think they were? Well, definitely in this last decade, I, I, I have to say Aaron Donald for sure. Well, that's the obvious one. And, and who's the other one? Uh, that would be... That would be kind of questionable. Really? I would want to say, you know, it could be one of the special team guys, but would they put a special team guy on there? Not sure. But I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Johnny Hacker. And you, sir, would be correct. Ding, 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 ding. I almost, I almost played the Jeopardy theme for you. It is Johnny Hacker. Uh, there are those who would argue that Togger would deserve to be on there for what he did. It's tough when you have the running backs you're up against in the NFC. But, um, yeah, Aaron Donald, Johnny Hecker make the all-decade team. When you think of these two guys, I mean, Aaron Donald's the one that's always sticking out to you. He is arguably the best defensive player, maybe even the best player in the game. Again, arguably. Where do you... Where do you see Aaron Donald fitting in right now? Aaron Donald, man, I, I tell you what, he he is going to be, when it's all said and done, probably considered one of the tops that played the game. If he can just stay on place, uh, stay on pace, I'm sorry, and then, uh, you know, obviously uh, injury-free as, as best as possible. But, you know, the great ones, they play through different things like that. But... Uh, the good thing that he has going for him, it looks like he'll be a guy that probably would be a Ram for life. So that's always a plus where you don't have to, you know, keep switching teams. Uh, but you never know. But I, I would anticipate uh, his play will allow him to probably finish his career here. But just what he's done since he's been in the league speaks for itself. You know, uh, when a guy can sit out of camp and still come back and make all defensive player of the year, you got to be pretty good to do that. Um, I didn't, I wasn't planning on going here, but why do you believe that he will actually be a Ram for life? Well, just because when, when you have, you know, it's like Lawrence Taylor. Are you going to let a guy with that caliber, a guy who can actually change the offensive scheme? That's not a guy that you you get rid of. That's a guy that is the anchor for sure defensively, if not for our whole team. Uh, he's been not only great on the field, but great off the field. You know, I mean, there's a video of him today. I believe it was on Twitter showing him flipping tires and, you know, so He's one of those guys that is constantly working to get better. He's not resting on anything that happened last year. He's coming ready. He'll be prepared whenever it kicks back up. So all those tangibles, I think, make him a guy that that will be here for his career. And I am going to politely say watch for the year 2022. 2022. His contract that year 
uh, it has eight million dead cap, and then coming up we'll have a five million dollar roster bonus to fought for twenty twenty three. Will be age thirty two, and a nineteen million dollar cap hit at age thirty two. If he stays as good as he is now, it's a bargain. He's he was a cap hit this year at twenty five mil. He'll be that's that's what he'll be this year. His dead cap was sixty million. <laughs> Next year he'll be. 27 in 2021 sorry he'll be a 27.8 mil but come in a 2022 season if he's taking a step back they don't have to they can cut him and there's no no dead cap hit I just want to point that out yeah that's, that's be- true no that's true that's true and I mean we wouldn't have thought Todd Gurley would be gone well then again something was in the body language so that for me wasn't as surprising, but I just think Aaron Donald's one of those rare individuals, rare players across the board that, you know, brings it down in, down out, game in, game out, uh, is prepared when he gets here, uh, is always working and a, a consummate player on and off the field. So all those things to me speak for a guy that you want to have on your team. And, and I, I just think they'll figure it out. Because you got to figure this season, if we get to a season, it's just going to be a wash. You know, with everything that's going on so far, it's just going to be washed for this year. You know, even though there'll be a new stadium, all that good stuff. I just think this year will be a wash. So next year will be kind of like the coming out year 2021. Play well, and they'll probably restructure the deal after after that year. Restructure, I can see. I look at his contract and think if he keeps playing up to his contract, like that's my concern. He's not the biggest guy. He relies on power, speed, and actually his size works for him. You would think that him being a bit of a shorter defensive lineman would hurt him, but he's so strong and fast off the ball that he's able to just control people and get up under an offensive lineman's pad and get him out of the way. If he loses that speed, He's in trouble. He, I mean, he'll still be good, but he won't. He will become a liability in certain situations. He'll go from being great to situational, possibly later on down his career. So, where is he at the stage of his career in 2022 when that potential outcomes out? And where does he fit in? I would hope that they both sides would look at the money and go, "This guy needs to be around for life. Let's adjust this. Let's, you know, let's." Make sure he has this, but I mean, I never thought they would cut Todd Gurley two years after signing a big extension. I never thought that. Uh, so, who knows? Well, I would just say you remember a guy named Bruce Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm putting him up there with a guy like that. Now, are I you going to see Bruce Smith in another uniform? There you go. Now, see you went. There we go. I mean, so, I mean, I'm not in any way trying to say that he's going to be that. I'm saying in today's NFL, where the salary cap matters, where you have to fit everybody in, I even got Aaron Donald could be cut if he comes back the pack. And that's oh, no doubt. On the flip side, the dude keeps himself in such great shape. How much will he come back to pack? He's never really been... He hasn't had an injury, knock on wood. 
Nothing major. How about back a couple years right. ago that was kind of held up a little bit? Right, but again, that was the year he was out of camp too. So, you know, that that's you know, might have just been a little bit of overwork trying to get back going. But, you know, the way it is being all signed and ready to go, you know, he's into normal off season conditioning, you know, everything will be on schedule and all those good things. So uh yeah, as we know, anything can happen in sports, but just right now if i had to to put my money down i will say he'll be here for the duration of his career well let's we'll have to touch bases again come 2024 2025 and <laughs> see if that's right i'm I'm hoping for that i don't mean to be a debbie down when i mention it but when that comes up in a conversation where you know i never thought they would cut girly i didn't think they would let marcus peters go as quickly as they did I didn't, you know, they, they let some of these guys come in, come in and out, and and before we get the messages from people saying, well, they messed up, they made a horrible mistake. I, if they didn't make those moves, we would be all over them for not being aggressive and trying to go to a Super Bowl. Right. It's just the nature of being an LA team. You have to go for it. Right. So. I'm surprised actually that a lot of those moves didn't work out long term. Like short term, 2018 worked, right? They got Marcus Peters and they had Tlaib when he was healthy, was very good. And, and they got through Super Bowl one year for all those deals. And then they're gone. They didn't that work out. So one year on Todd Gore's extension. Really? Gone. Right. So, <laughs> no doubt. So Donald's contract better work out, man. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey coming up too. So the other one is Johnny Hacker. And man, I I guess we might be surprised as a punter on the team, but it's Johnny freaking Hacker, man. Johnny Hacker, the guy who does it all, can yeah. throw football can has been just Coffin corner on so many punts over the years. He's won games for this team as a punter. He's won games for this team. So where do you rank? Where do you rank Johnny Hecker in his, in Rams history as a punter? And where do you rank I'm gonna, NFL punters in history? I'm going to put him up as probably one of the tops for Ram punters, and I'm going to put him probably in the. T- Top seven and the league played the game. Really? Top seven. Put, in league history? Oh yeah. Yeah. In league history. In league history. One of the top seven punters in the one hundred. Well, you gotta, one you gotta think about it. You gotta think about what he does. He doesn't just kick. He he kicks with a purpose, but then and he's our special team guru guy. I mean, he he helps win games by, you know, picking up those first downs on our fake punts and different things like that. So he's not just a guy back there, you know, trying to boom it, you know, every time. He's a actual threat that when defenses play the Rams, they also have to take into account Johnny Hecker being back there. As a guy who can throw it, run it, or make a play. So 
when you add that in, you know, that's why I say top seven, because he'll have stats. He has consistency, uh, but he adds an added uh, flavor to the game by being able to do so much on, you know, our fake plays, which are extra downs, extra possessions for our offense. So when I look at it from that standpoint, yeah, top seven. Top seven. In the NFL history. So let me run this past you. Is Aaron Donald right now, in your view, a Hall of Famer? Aaron Donald? Yes. I say if Aaron Donald has another two seasons, as he has, no doubt. First first ballot. Okay. First ballot Hall of Famer if he gives you two more, period. Okay, yeah. so what about Johnny Hecker? Uh, I think he's going to earn it. I, I I think he would be definitely considered. It's just when it comes to special teams. I mean, we saw, what was it, Ray Guy? He got in on the, the 15th go-round. Uh, but I just think with certain special team guys, it's not really going to be, you know, they got a lot of them don't just get in on the first, second, third, or fourth go round because usually there's somebody running back, a linebacker, a safety, a receiver that, you know, they go, oh, he's more worthy. Well, we'll get to him next year. But I think, again, Johnny Heckard has the ability, especially being a punter, to play a number of years. And so as he continues to stay consistent, improve uh and and do it at a high high level he he should be right in the top all right so let's break this down because we have we actually have stat stats here okay so in his career four pro bowls four first team all pros three players of the week two players of the month as a punter, two players a month. He is 75th in NFL history right now in punts for his career, 8th active. Punting yards, he is 8th active. Longest punt, he has 6 seasons in the top 10 for longest punt. I led the league with the longest punt in 2016. He, here you go. To break down the All-Pros himself. 2013, three first-team All-Pros. 2014, two All-Pros, one a second-team, one a first-team. 2015, three first-team All-Pros. 2016, two first-team All-Pros, one second-team. 2017, two first-team All-Pros. And 2018, two second-team All-Pros. In the last year, the whole special team didn't have a little bit off year. Pro Football Reference, Mike, has a Hall of Fame monitor. In the, they use a whole bunch of different stats to come up with this, they call a Hall of Fame monitor. And the average Hall of Fame punter has a score of 52.33. Johnny's is 20.73. He's 10th all-time among all punters. All-time. In that ranking. 
So there you go. 20. The next guy up is Gerald Wilson, Reggie Roby, Andy Lee, Darren Bennett, Paul McGuire, Don Chandler, Sean Lindetta. You play with him. Um, yeah. Ray Guy. That and- was a good one. Start with the Giants and yeah. And uh, Shane Leckler. So there you go. The average score for Hall of Famers. So where do you rank them now? I still rank them up there <laughs> because you got one Hall of Famer and Ray Guy, punter. Right? Yep. You got one punter in the Hall, it's Ray Guy. So when you look at Ray Guy, his stats for 14 seasons 42.4 career punting average, six all pro selections, seven pro bowls. Right? Mm-hmm. Eight. So Johnny is now in tenth in his tenth tenth year, right? His average is forty seven. What's that? It'll be twenty he started in twenty twelve, so he's finished what? Twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Okay, so entering his ninth year. Ninth year, he's entering ten. This year be his tenth year, right? He's averaging forty-seven point four. Makes sense. Yeah, but I, I think what isn't cool about these rankings overall is it's just judging him as a punter. The guy is—they've used him to more than just kick the football. They've been able to use him as a, a decoy to win games. Um, They've used them in several critical situations to make things happen on the football field to give them more diversity. But they can hope, but they can catch teams off guard with. So I wonder, even all that in mind, I don't remember Reggie. Ro- I I saw Reggie Roby play. I saw Andy Lee play. I saw Darren Bennett play. Um, Sean Lundetta play. Shane Leckler. I never saw any of those guys do the things that Johnny Heckert's on the field. Exactly. So that's why I say. If we're saying like right now, he's would you have him at four all pros or four Pro Bowls? Four Pro Bowls, and depending on which team, if it's a if it's Pro Football Focus or the AP, he's got a bunch of he's got a bunch of all pros. Right. So my thing is, if Ray Guy is in there for basically punting fourteen seasons, I'm saying right now Johnny Heckard is way ahead of Ray Guy. And not only statistics, but as you said, I call it the, uh, you know, the just the, let's call him the factor. Because he does so many of the other things. You know yeah. what I mean? He can throw, he can run it, he can, you know, rugby kick if he needs to. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of things that he brings to the intangibles, he brings to the game that a lot of other guys didn't. Reggie Roby. He was one of the slowest guys ever, but the dude could take that one step and just boom it. You know, Sean Landetta, I think he played like 18 seasons or something, or maybe even 20, but, but you know, uh, had some great years with the, uh, obviously, uh, the Giants. And then he played a number of years with the, us with the Rams. And then, you know, the other guys you talk to, kind of marginal. So, you know, now when you put that list up, you know, I'm I'm maybe moving up Johnny all the way up to number three. 
I, just it's because what I would do. I mean, Andy Lee was a very good punter. Reggie Roby was a very good punter. Darren Bennett. I mean, Sean Lindetta, third in their list at a 47.1 Hall of Fame score, played 19 seasons. Yeah, 19. Yeah. Sean, and Shane Leckler actually has a higher score than Ray Guy on it. But he retired in 2017, wow. so I got to think he'll make the Hall of Fame at some point. I, but I, I would take Johnny Hecker over any of those guys, quite frankly, just because he, he's been so darn accurate and he's been so important in other aspects of the game that these other, other punters weren't able to weren't able to equal. The numbers aren't everything, right? So, right. I mean, I think he's a future Hall of Famer. And it's not talked about enough. That's why I kind of wanted to talk it through now because he's on an all-decade team, and I already I already believe at this point in his career, his leg really shouldn't. I mean, he'll it'll get weaker eventually. I mean, but he had an off year this past year, but the whole team had an off year this year. So I gotta think he'll bounce back next year, new get some fresh blood as a coach in, and I gotta think if he just keeps doing what he's doing, he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame one day. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, because you got to figure he has a great opportunity to have one of those 15, 16, 18, 20 year careers. You know what I mean? Uh, and again, he, he's still playing at a very high level. And the great thing about, you know, someone like Johnny Hecker, you know, not only just a good punter, you just hear he's a great dude. And so when you got guys on the team that are just great dudes, man. Guys are pulling for you. And the cool thing with punting, it's not as pressure packed as field goal kicking. Uh, though, you know, they want you to drop it inside that 10 at all times it, mm-hmm. whenever they can or, you know, pooch kick and things. But he can do all those things. And so uh, as we discussed, the other intangibles that he brings to the table is what to me, separates him from all the punters that are on the list and all the punters that are even playing right now in the game. He's the one that's going to cause a lot of defenses to make sure they stay on their toes. And that's why he's so viable. And you got to think that that's going to continue. Got to hope that's going to continue. Moving forward, though, guys, we have other things to talk about. And, you know, it's a little late here, so let's go ahead and move something a little more fun, a little more entertaining than talking about a punter. I know, we just spent a while talking about a punter. Jim Everett, your former teammate, 26 years ago today, made his famous appearance on the Jim Rome show, where he was called Chris Everett, was warned not to. He warned Jim Rome not to do so, and then Jim Rome smugly chose to do so. (laughs) Right. <laughs> and Jim Ever promptly made him pee his pants. Um not can't confirm that last part, but you would have thought he did. You were his teammate at the time, weren't you? Oh yeah. yeah. What what do you remember from that event? Well, the funny thing is, uh as you, you saw even before it happened, Jim was a guy who's always smiling, you know. And so even if you look at that clip, he's Kind of going, hey, man, call me that again. You know, it's going to be a problem. Okay, Chris. And then the table got dumped over. So 
I don't know that Jim Rohn thought he was really as serious as he was. Uh, but it's, it just was hilarious. And, you know, the next week was just. The one thing you have in inside locker rooms are everybody's a jokester and they let nothing get by. It doesn't matter if, if you do something in a football game. Uh, you know, we had a punt returner one one year. He's back there. The ball bounce off his face mask. So they we come in the locker room on the next week and they have a, a helmet with a ball in it and a note on there like, you know, with the person's name and like, you know, try it again. And so those type of things in the locker room would be hilarious. You know, jokes after jokes on jokes. So, uh, just to say the least, that next week for for Jim was kind of fun for us, I guess. So, give us a little more than that. What do you mean by jokes? What did poor Jim go through? Well, it's just you know everybody, you know everybody reenacts, you know. So you'll just have somebody reenacting it in the locker room and, you know, setting in, you know, dump something over and, and everybody just kind of laughs about it. And so it'd just be kind of fun like that, you know? Well, how did Jim respond when guys had jokes in the locker room? Well, Jim, like I said, and he, he was always smiling, you know, just kind of good nature down to earth, uh, never took it personal, you know? And again, guys, didn't do it to make it like a personal thing. It was just something that's funny, you mm-hmm. know, in, in, in that sense. And so, you know, just kind of good fun, you know, good teammate things, you know, kind of make you, you mom, but you just know as a player that, that that's going to happen. That's why I was a little unfortunate, you know, years ago when the whole, uh, what was it? Richie incognito and whatever happened with the other guy that might've went a little bit overboard, but, you know, when guys are playing, there's always guys joking around and playing. It's never meant to be personal, you know, and so uh, it's just good natured. And, you know, you got, might have a uh, a poster in your locker or, you know, something may happen out of practice or, you know, there's always a reenactment at some time. And I, I want to I'm trying to remember who it was, but I think they did something at Jonathan uh, Martin. No, yeah, that was him. But I was just thinking about when that happened with uh, uh, Jim and and Rome. I want to say the next weekend at our team meal, the night before the game, something happened and and somebody play acted something. Uh, But it was just stuff like that. that just would be kind of a joke and everybody get a good laugh and, and, you know, try to help take those kind of things and get ready for a football game. Now, <laughs> I have to ask you to clarify something here, because Richie, Richie Incognito has been called every name in the book. He's been called a racist. He's been called a bully. Are you saying that he, there's a chance that he got the short on the stick with this, that it wasn't meant to be taken as it was taken? Yeah, what I'm saying is there's always going to be some good nature. You know, we call it ribbing, if you will. I guess now now be called bullying or hazing or something like that. But 
the thing is in the locker room, uh, everybody knows, especially, you know, rookie or maybe in a first year guy, but mainly rookies, you know, there's going to be some fun, you know, whether you have to get up and sing or, or, Hey man, you on the taping table, Hey man, veterans, veterans first, you know, get here earlier, you know, so little things like that. So, you know, it just sound like with Richie and, uh, the other guy that they kind of were going back and forth. And then sometimes when you're going back and forth, some guy takes it more personal than the other, but the other guy doesn't really know that he's taking it personal. So that's kind of what it sounded like to me. Now, obviously I wasn't there and obviously, you know, the guy dealt with some, some issues, but I think, you know, incognito got a little bit more of a, you know, a bad name for maybe not something that was as grievous as they said. So, you know, I don't know, but it's just, I just know a lot of things in the locker room is just kind of good nature. It's fun and funny and, and everybody goes on about their day. Well, that's a different point of view. I'm not sure how listeners will, will see that, but we don't know what goes on in the locker room. We don't know all the truth, and maybe just maybe Incognito was not what they said he was. Maybe Mr. Martin was not prepared for what he got. We just I mean the locker rooms are have always been strange animals for people. A bunch of football players, a bunch of men who are used to go out there and getting physical every day. I gotta imagine a lot of things happen in the locker room that are hilarious, but could be taken the wrong way. I don't know. Interesting thought. So, moving on, though, we do want to remind you that we are still looking for sponsors for next season. We don't expect they might sign up right now, considering where everything is. But the offer still stands. If you have any kind of advertising you'd like us to do free for free right now, just to kind of let people know you're still open, you're still in business, get a hold of us at ransom1945 at gmail.com. We'd be glad to help you. Also, don't forget we're part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. And then, finally, close out our show. Our boy Johnny Mike wrote an article over at RamsTalk.net, RamsTalk, and he listed five free agents that the Rams should, could potentially consider moving into the offseason to pick up as a kind of a, a roster filler, compete for a spot. And I'll let you know, folks go over there and read the whole article. It's interesting. I don't know if I agree or disagree with them right now. But are of any of the players that he has in the list, I don't want to give away the whole list. Is there a player on there that you think, hmm, that's a pretty good idea. That's not that's not a bad one there. Who would you who would you pick out on that whole list? When you look at the the options, again, what are the Rams looking for? You know, are they looking for a wide receiver? You know, we do need some O line. Depth, you know, they got linebacker on there. They got a safety, which is interesting. They, you know, number reports say we need some safety depth. So they're either going to get one in free agency. I also saw some things in regards to, you know, picking up a guy in, in the draft. Uh, you know, and then, you know, obviously the kicker, you know, we, we're going to need a kicker. Uh, so uh, the Austin uh, McGinnis. You know, he may be a guy who can fill in for for Greg Zerlon, some big shoes to fill, uh, things like that. Uh, Kayvon Fraser at the safety position. Uh, 
uh, hadn't heard a lot about him. Uh, but, you know, again, the thing is, when you get new co- coaches, they have what they're looking for as far as their ingredients to bake the pie on their defensive pie. So this will be a year where you'll see a number of guys, you know, come in because, you know, as much as guys want to just stay, you know, certain coaches just feel like they have to get their guys. I'm just not a big proponent of that. I think you coach the guys you have. I think one of the guys who uh, was able to do it the best was a former coach of Ohio State. I'm not drawing a blank with him. Urban Meyer? Uh, Urban Meyer. So everywhere Urban Meyer is gone, his main thing and the reason why he said he was able to, or he was asked, you know, how how are you able to go in all these places and turn programs around so quickly? He says, day one, when, when I got on there and our coaches got on campus, those guys were our guys. We never went in with the, the model of we got to get our own guys in. The guys are there. Those are our guys. And that's how we approached it. We got guys to buy in early and things like that. But unfortunately, when you have uh, new staff, uh, they just feel like, like, one, if you bring a guy in, that guy thinks like, oh, they really wanted me, a la me going to Miami. You're going as a free agent. They want you. You feel like, oh, well, they want me. This is cool. So that's a little bit different. So it'll be interesting to see, again, what direction we're going to go in. Are we going offense? Are we going defense? You know, because obviously uh, – Big Wick can't play forever, so you got to get some depth at the old line. So, saying all that to say, I see a couple of guys as far as positionally that yeah, we may need for depth wise. Uh, just not sure where they they line up overall on on the overall free agency hierarchy. I honestly think the the one that makes the most sense is <laughs> it's. The kicker, Guinness. You could probably get him cheap. Mm-hmm. You, you probably want to build more depth through the, the draft. So I would say there's your guy. There's the one you want. I mean, I just want to point that. That's where I think they probably will go off that list. So I'm going to, that's where I'm, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. The other guys didn't really, they don't reach into my soul. I guess, in terms of the guy you <laughs> get. The, the thing is, I think the Rams, Steve made a good point, and he kind of sold me on in the last podcast, Steve Goldman did, Goldstein. and he made a point that he believes, actually, believe it or not, the Rams' offensive line has a lot of depth. That if this young group they put together actually grows this offseason off of a year where they were forced to action, they're going to be very deep and, and pretty good next year. That's we'll see, but he made a good sell on that, and it, and it does make me think. Well, look who they have coming back. That's a unit now that knows who the, who they're with, and they can develop. It's not a bad point at all. Receivers, I getting a thirty-two-year-old receiver who would just be your return guy in an age where returning isn't that big a thing anymore. I just don't see the importance of it. So, linebacker. Maybe, but the but thing that comes out to me is kicker, kicker. And here's a man who has 
some pro experience after college. He's been through some the school of hard rocks. Is his he's been through two other leagues and the last home the XFL was doing just fine and then got shut down by the coronavirus. So that's a little bit of adversity when you go into some of those things like that. And that's the kind of person you need. Someone's probably gonna be a little tougher mentally, somebody who can handle some challenges. And so I, I if there's anybody that lets I think they go for it's for McGinnis. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, being 10 for 10 is not too shabby uh, before, for the, yeah, as you said, before the league got shut down, but uh, it's got a big leg to keep, get it in the end zone. So uh, that plays a part now in, in the kicking game, a guy who can put it in there and no pump returns. So, I mean, kick returns. So yeah, that definitely sees, but again, I think you alluded to a lot last week in regards to, you know, we talked a lot about the cap. And so this is what happens. You have to become more creative when you just don't have money to, to burn. You do. And you better nail your draft picks, which they've been doing, by the way. They have to nail them. They don't have another first round pick. That's stinks. That's talent you're missing. But if you develop guys and you keep developing guys, you make you can make up for it, and, and the Rams have to do it if they're going to continue to be a challenger out in the NFC West, especially with Arizona coming on. So I guess we'll find out real soon how they're adjusting to this new way of life and scouting and, and interviewing players, and how will they evaluate guys going into the next draft? Which is, hey, the draft's like Bruce way, man. That's coming up, right? Right. It's coming up quickly, quicker than we can imagine. It's going to be a big party around here. Hey, and you know what, Mike? Right. You might be able to actually be on draft night with us because, heck, we're all locked in anyways. Right. I mean, <laughs> all right. So, folks, that is our show for the evening. We'll be back uh, later on this week with another edition. Hopefully, we have something to talk about. I mean, coronavirus is killing the football talk right now. Any closing thoughts? Don't right. Forget. No, man, just uh, it'll be interesting. Like I said, uh, we've been talking about this pretty much since uh, the season was over, what what direction the Rams are going to take. And so we're starting to see a little bit of the game plan with uh, Gurley being no longer here and some of the other Rams uh, that went elsewhere. Uh, It's good to get uh, Brockers back in the fold. He seems to be ecstatic. So that's a big win for us. So now it's just coming down to these next couple of weeks to see what plays out in the last bit of free agent market gaming. And then, uh, man, we're on to the draft. It's almost here. It is almost here. Okay, folks, time for this guy here. You can find us on Twitter at talk Rams. Don't forget our website. We just mentioned one of the articles that, that Johnny just put out last week. Go check out our stuff. We actually have some guys who are putting some heart and soul into the off season as well. You can find me on Twitter at DC Paul. You can find Mike on Twitter at one duke twenty three. Can find a podcast anywhere podcast can be found. So with all that in mind, for Mike and the entire Rams Talk team, it's Derek C. Paul saying we're out of here, and we'll we're see out. you later this week. We're out. Time to go. NBA is back. Where else can-
can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Curry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Root Metrics second half 2020 U.S. reported three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.